what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleagues, professional better Raheem Palmer and NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. This is the big picture. Every week we go through the biggest storylines in the NBA and give you how to bet based off of those developing storylines, what we think about the playoffs, futures, all that types of stuff. Everything that we talk about can be found in the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your bets. You'll get up to second information on where the bets and money are coming in. You'll get all of Raheem and Brandon's picks, including props and sides and futures and totals and all sorts of stuff that you can find in the Action Network app, the award-winning app. Find it now on your mobile device. On today's show, we'll cover a number of topics about the NBA and where it's at this season. But fellas, let's start with tip-off. And we're going to go ahead and get started by talking about, well, Steph Curry. So Steph Curry gets injured last week and the Warriors now without the superstar engine of their team, they are finding themselves because of the dip that they suffered without Draymond Green. Just as they get Draymond back, Steph goes down. And now things are going to get a little dicey in the Western Conference. As we record this on a Monday afternoon, the Golden State Warriors at one game behind the Memphis Grizzlies in the loss column for the two seed and just two up on the Utah Jazz. Uh, that puts them in a pretty precarious position for sliding to four. I don't think there's any way they slide to five, given the Dallas Mavericks are four games back, but I guess theoretically possible. So let's go ahead and start here. Brandon, you've been high on Golden State all season. You and I have been the ones carrying the banner, saying the Warriors can do it. This is a of the Warriors, not year, but they're going to be in that conversation. I bet them to win the title when they were long shots in preseason. You have maintained your confidence in them while Raheem has... Uh, quickly turn on them and thinks that their offense is a problem. I will ask you, do you think, does this injury get you off of believing in Golden State as a title contender this season? I'm out. I'm, I'm, out. I'm out. I'm not slightly off. I'm out. Sometimes you look at a team and it's just not their year. And this was their year for the first couple of months. And it felt like their year. The pieces all lined up. Draymond looked good. Steph looked good. Clay would be back. I just feel like it's not their year. It's not just whether we don't know if Steph will be back for the playoffs. We assume that he will be, but we don't know what version of Steph we've seen this before. Like we've seen the playoffs where Steph has missed games right before. It takes him a while to ramp up. It takes him a few games to get back. This Warriors team doesn't necessarily have the luxury to to slowly ramp up the offense again with whatever version of Steph they're getting during that time. We already know there are some question marks of just how much he can do on his own there anyway. And the other thing is too, I'm not out on can the Warriors win a series, win a couple of series. Sure, maybe. We don't know what they can be. I don't know how this team can win a title because I don't now I, I now no longer trust Steph or Draymond to be healthy for a two-month playoff run. I was willing to wait and see on Draymond, but we have a back injury for Draymond. We got a foot injury for Steph. These are not new, and these are not injuries that just magically disappear. And I don't know how there's 0% chance they win a title without those guys staying healthy the entire way. And there's just too much up against it now. I'm cashing out. I'm taking my money and going home. Steph MVP is dead. Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year, I think is probably dead. 
I'm bummed for where it leaves them historically. Like this, we talked about this season, what it was going to mean for Draymond historically, if you want another DPOY, for Steph, who I think doesn't even get onto a lot of MVP ballots at this point from where he looked like a favorite to win. Um, the roster too, the roster was really good. Like it's, yeah, we'll just run it back. But they had all these guys, Otto and Looney, Toscano Anderson, Iguodala, Gary Payton, Bielitsa. Those are all one-year deals. Like they're not necessarily going to get all these guys back next year. And it, it just stinks that I, I think I'm out. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, I think they were cautious with Draymond knowing that they need to get him back healthy for the playoffs. I think he's still got a month before, not a month, he got three weeks before the playoffs begin. Um, depending on the opponent, it may not be a tough first round. They might be able to roll. And if they roll, then it's like, okay, you know, like they can kind of get through it and get some more rest. I'm not, I'm not there in terms of just abandoning ship. Um, Steph with an ankle is always going to make everyone go, ee! but like, look, it's been a long time since Steph had a serious ankle injury. It's been a decade, really. His, his injury in the 2016 playoffs was the knee. He slipped on the floor in Houston and sprained his knee. An ankle is the most common injury. And once there was no structural damage reported, it's an ankle. Guys sprain ankles. It's fine. Like, I, I think he'll probably be okay. And so I'm, I'm still, I am, I am going to hold out, hold out. I am marking you off of the boat. You are, you are out. Raheem is out. You're both in the water um, or on the good ship sons, but I am going to go ahead and hold out that. I think that the warriors are still live uh, to win the NBA title. In other news this weekend on the other end of the spectrum, uh, nothing but good news for the Boston Celtics who continue to absolutely just destroy everything in their wake. Uh, They absolutely annihilated, annihilated (laughs) the Denver nuggets on Sunday nuggets coming off of a road trip early start. It was my best bet and our best bets piece, which you can find every day on action network.com. My best bet was Celtics minus two. Didn't like the spot for Denver and they get a win. Uh, the Celtics are now on 11 of their last 13 games and three in a row. They face the thunder, the jazz and the wolves this week. Uh, they've got mostly home schedule, which is going to set up nicely for them in the playoff hunt. They are one game behind the Sixers in the loss column with a legitimate chance to move up to as high as two given their tiebreakers and everything else. Raheem Palmer, you've been working on a piece on Action Network about the Boston Celtics. I want to ask you the contrary question. We know, I think, what their strengths are. What are some matchups that you don't like for the Boston Celtics if they're in a playoff series? If you're looking at, at, at wanting to make a bet on the Celtics, if you want to see the bracket first, what are some teams that you think might give Boston some problems in the playoffs? The only team I think gives them a problem is the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's just because they have the best player in the series in Giannis Antetokounmpo. But when I look at everybody else, I think they can beat everybody else. They've always given the Miami Heat problems just because they're a team with a ton of wings and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And this Miami Heat team, they struggle to score in the half court. So I, I have no problem with them facing Miami. When I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, who I don't believe in and I never believed in, when they made this trade for James Harden, to me, they have a guy in, in Al Horford who's basically been kryptonite for Joel Embiid. Um, they have Robert Williams. They have um, Daniel Tice. They have bigs to throw at Joel Embiid and be able to pick up some fouls. And then, look, the Sixers don't have a lot of depth at all. So they don't have a lot of three-point shooting. So I, I think you lock in on Harden and Embiid, and I think they can beat them. When I look at the Chicago Bulls, 
I said before, Chicago Bulls are the 2014 to 2019 Toronto Raptors. They're a good regular season team, but when it comes to the playoffs, I just don't think they're going to make any noise against the elite team. They can beat the, the mid-tier teams. And then when you look at everybody else, Cleveland Cavaliers, they can't score. They don't have a ton of playmakers. The Toronto Raptors, I mean, they have a lot of length. That's a, that's a, that's a matchup that could give them some problems. I, I think out of everybody, that's because they can muck up the game but I think ultimately it's going to come down to the Raptors not being able to score. Um, look at the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons, Benjamin, I, don't, I just don't think Benjamin is going to play this season based on the reports that we're hearing about his bat. And you have a guy in Kyrie Irving who can't play road games. So I just think you almost got to be looking at them as the favorite with right behind the Bucks. Yeah, the Celtics have a lead for tiebreaker versus every single team, which means that they've won more games versus the opponents. They're up one on the Raptors. They're up one on the Bucks. They're up two on the Heat. Uh, they're up one game on the Cavs. I don't know if these, if these series are settled. They're up two on the Nets. So, yeah, like, they certainly profile that way. I think the Heat question is interesting. That's one that I think is interesting, right? Because I really like them in that 2020 matchup. I like the Celtics in that matchup. And then the Heat just kind of outgridded them. Like, they just hung in and hung in and hung in and the Celtics would have like one bad quarter and would just completely melt down. And that's been, I will say, that's like the one thing that I keep watching with the Celtics is they will have these stretches where the offense just dies. It just, blah, just yeah. completely vomits all over itself. And so like that's a concern. If you face a team like Miami, they will jump on it. Now, the difference in that 2020 bubble series was that right as, as the Celtics would have that stretch, immediately the, the heat would also warm up to like the nth degree. Like everybody would just get super hot. So you need both of those things to happen. And that's, that's how they won that series. I just, I still kind of like it from the perspective of you have two, you have two really tough, well-coached teams that can switch. that are versatile. They have a lot of different weapons. It feels like the Celtics have more offensive weapons, but sometimes the Celtics offense, like it depends on Tatum, right? If Tatum's the best player in that series, then they probably beat the heat. Um, Milwaukee, I agree, is, is, has got to be the concern. It's just like, can you slow down that offense for that long? Can Marcus Smart make a, an, a dent on Drew Holiday? And, you know, Chris Middleton, can Tatum, you know, disrupt him when Middleton's always like, Middleton's like the Celtics killer. That's always been the thing with them. So that would be a really great matchup. But I, I do kind of think that if you ask me right now, who do you think is going to make the conference finals at this moment in time, which the Celtics are obviously at their apex, um, I would say it's, it's probably going to be Celtics versus Bucks, but they might they may be in the two three matchup. So uh, going to be really interesting. I do think those are your two best bets to win the Eastern Conference still, uh, as I continue to never give the, the Brooklyn Nets enough respect. On the other end of the spectrum is the Denver Nuggets, who, as I mentioned, got absolutely obliterated by Boston. They lost a tough one in overtime to Cleveland after leading by as many as 14. Uh, this team is out of gas like they are just a big problem. And I talked about this at the time in Denver was when MPJ went down. Now you don't just have Monte Morris playing more minutes for Jamal Murray. You have Will Barton having to take on a larger role scoring and Aaron Gordon has to go on a larger role scoring while defending. And then Monte Morris has to do more. And Jeff Green has to do more. He started most of the season. Like there was a cumulative effect from their injuries on top of how bad their bench was. So they had to play those guys fewer minutes. And the Nuggets are now absolutely just gassed. 
There's no return date on Jamal, Jamal Murray. MPJ is probably back in the next, I would say, 10 days. I think he's pretty close to coming back. Um, no return date on Jamal Murray yet. And so I'll ask both of you real quick. If they face, let's say, let's, let's do this one. This is a fun one. Let's say that they get Utah in a 3-6. They're in the seventh spot right now. Let's say they get Utah in a 3-6. Are you confident enough that the Nuggets are done to bet Utah? Brandon? I don't know that the Nuggets are done, but I would bet Utah on it right now. I, I literally, while you're while you were saying that, I'm frantically looking through sites right now, trying to find make or miss playoff odds on can the Nuggets miss the playoffs. I wonder what the number is. I, I'm not finding it right now, but if they fall to the seven, see like how how far, how much bottom can they bottom out? And yeah, I mean. But truly, obviously, if, if Jokic picks up even like a nick of an injury or something like then you know, then that's it. <laughs> that's all she wrote. But I don't know right now who I'm taking the Nuggets against in a West playoff series. And I, I want to hold on hope. But right now, at this moment, I don't know who I can take them against. Ryan? Yeah, I don't think you can take the Nuggets in that series at all. I, I just think, look, the Jazz have dominated this team all year long. They've actually swept the season series and Michael Porter Jr. actually played in some of those games. And look, I mean, I know the Nuggets bench is a little bit better. They got Brent Forbes, they got Cousins in, but I just think they're outmatched. And at some point, Jokic can't do it alone. Um, Maybe, you know, they're live against a team like the Grizzlies who struggle in the half court or, you know, they could they could cause some issues for the Warriors um, just because I just don't think the Warriors have a ton of scoring. But I just, I can't really back them against anybody at this point. One, think- note, on the, one note on the Jazz series. Uh, they faced the Jazz all four times on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, in the second matchup, Jokic was, they were leading at half, and Jokic was injured and missed the second half of that game. Um, and the Nuggets ran out of steam and, and lost a lead late. To- one thing I will say, Jokic is so good that in these playoff series, you want to be, I want to I be approaching the Nuggets as probably plus two and a half games or plus two, yeah. two games or plus just because he's going to keep them in these series. And they're like, the Nuggets may lose, but I don't see them getting swept. That's if they make the playoffs, which of course is a question mark because they are currently, as we record this on Monday in the play in spot along with a number of other teams. So I will ask you uh, this question. As we move to the big picture and the big picture of this week is are the play in teams live play in tournament is what we're discussing here because it is the overwhelming topic of conversation with teams like the Nets teams like the Lakers trying to just get into that field of eight. So currently here are the play in teams for the Eastern Conference. It's Toronto, the Brooklyn Nets, the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. In the Western Conference, it's the Denver Nuggets. We're going to include Minnesota because they're tied for the seventh spot. The Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. So in this segment, guys, I need you to pick two teams first that you think are live for an upset. That's they make it out of the play-in and they could actually knock off their first round opponent. You have to pick two, and I have a feeling we're all going to pick the same one on one of them. Brandon, you're going to go first. Of the play-in teams, who do you think are the two most dangerous teams to actually maybe pull off a 7-2 or 8-1 upset? Yeah, so we're all going to choose the Nets, obviously, because yep. that's that's the obvious choice here. Will the Nets even be an upset? Like, will D- 
depending on who they play, will the Nets, if they come out of the play-in, be favored in that series? That seems insane, but they're favored to to come out of the East right now. So they have to be favored in a series, right? Will they be favored? Probably. Especially, you know, what? one of the reasons they're probably going to be favored is if they face Boston or Milwaukee or Philadelphia, that's four games with Kyrie versus three if they're home. Yeah. So that gives yeah. them an advantage. Um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So I, I feel, I feel like that one's cheating. Like, I don't even know it's, that, no, it's fair. at, at what point the Nets will upset someone. I don't know if that's even a thing the books will allow us to bet on, but by, by nature of how we've defined this, the Nets are the first choice. My second choice is I don't want a second choice, but the rules are I have to choose someone. So gentlemen, here I am again, I'm choosing a second team that's live to win a play-in series and then a real playoff series. I'm choosing the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> it's the Lakers. It's LeBron. It's Anthony Davis, who might be healthy by then. I don't really think any of the rest of these teams can win a playoff series. But if I have to pick one and I have to pretend like someone is live, I'll take LeBron and hopefully healthy Anthony Davis and give Phoenix some problems in the first round. We saw what happened last year. Maybe you get the right health equation of Anthony Davis. Good. Chris Paul, not that's my pick for, for background devoted Timberwolves and, <laughs> and Bulls fan. Fred Anderson uh, desperately wants the Lakers to not win, but, ha- but has a uh, fatalist approach where he always thinks that they're going to win. But every time that he has picked them and said they have value this season, they have somehow gotten worse every single time that Brandon. Oh, my has, God. I think they're live. They 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 like the exact that week they lose like in abysmal horrible depressing fashion and so brandon's just like brandon's trying to put these guys in the grave like brandon is trying to end the los angeles lakers <laughs> season right now uh look i can't go there with you man I, I this team their body language is so bad and i thought maybe i thought maybe i thought maybe that win the other night was like all right because they you know, russ hits the three to send it to overtime like i thought maybe okay and then they just turn around and they're just the same team again they just are bad so I can't get there um, with you, but I appreciate you taking the Nets and the Lakers. It's probably the most rational approach in this one. Uh, Raheem, give me two teams that you think are live. You have the Minnesota Timberwolves on here. They are not a playing team. They're so much better than that. So, I mean, we can't take them. I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors. I know I've been picking them to what? miss. The, yeah, I know I've been picking them to miss the postseason. What? But when I, when I look at them, I think they're like, Look, they're a team that can just out hustle anybody. Like I'm seeing it, like they just go on these long runs to where they just don't lose. And it, I mean, obviously they have those runs to where they can be beat as well. But these runs in which they just, I mean, look, they look they out hustled the Philadelphia 76ers last night. And if they got into a series against the Sixers who just aren't a deep team, I think that's a real issue for the Sixers. And I, I think Nick Nurse can out coach Glenn. Um, so I, I just think, I think they can cause some issues for a lot of teams. Like, like early, I said, they cause some issues for the Celtics as well as the Celtics are playing. So I think they are live. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win a playoff series, but I think they're absolutely live. And then when I look at another team, obviously it's the Brooklyn Nets, you got KD, Kyrie. And then, you know, I read a, a stat today. When you look at the lineups with just KD, Dragic, Drummond, Seth Curry, and Bruce, Bruce Brown, they're actually outscoring teams. So I mean, like, just KD in the lineup makes them a contender. So I'm going with those two. 
I will say you can't blame Raheem for going back on his pick after giving it out here. He did bet it. He has bet repeatedly for, or at least once for the Raptors to miss the play, the playoffs. So he put his own money on that at a pretty good number. And, and apparently he's getting, I mean, I mean, part of it is too the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers have absolutely collapsed. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I think if that doesn't happen, then you're looking at a Raptors team who's in the play in tournament and then you got to face Brooklyn. I mean, they're still in the play in tournament, but they, they could possibly get out of it. Um, and if they're in a playing tournament, you face Brooklyn. Brooklyn's probably, I mean, it has a chance to win that game. And then you got one more game with either the, the Hawks or the Hornets, and you just got a good number one. Okay. Uh, I am going to take uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that they are live to beat the Memphis Grizzlies if they get them in a 3-6 or in a 2-7. And those, both those matchups are very possible. Uh, Memphis has struggled with Minnesota all year. Minnesota plays a chaotic, hectic style uh, of defense, and that causes the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit of problem. Uh, if you turn the Grizzlies over, they have a real turnover rate. If you turn them over and you're able to play in transition, it does mess with them a little bit. They have Towns who can spread out Steven Adams and be able to score over and around him and neutralize him a little bit by spreading him out to three-point range. Uh, they've got Anthony Edwards, a tough matchup for, De- for uh, Bain, for Desmond Bain. Um, they have a capable bench with a lot of hustle guys. They got a lot of muscle. Like the Grizzlies play a really physical style and the Wolves may actually be a little bit even more physical. Um, I genuinely believe that the Wolves actually can get out of the first round. I think they can win the play-in game versus the Clippers and then they can make it uh, out. And if they're in the three, six, I think they could beat that team. I think the Wolves will be, or the Warriors will be an interesting matchup, but I'm not ready to go in and say that they would beat the Warriors just yet. And for my second team, I mean, obviously we've all talked about it. Um, the team that we've you know, we've mentioned all season. I'm going to take the Atlanta Hawks because I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not taking the Nets. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not having it. I'm sorry. I don't believe you can win with this defense. Um, here's my bigger thing. Look, the Nets obviously can. Okay, I, I could do this, but I want to talk about somebody else. And the big thing here with the Nets is if they, yes, if they get out of it and they wind up versus Miami, maybe. If they get out of it and they wind up versus the Sixers, maybe. But if they win and they get the seventh spot and it's Milwaukee or Boston. I'm betting Milwaukee or Boston to beat the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not there. They may prove me wrong and make me look incredibly dumb. And I just, at some point I've been here before when we've talked about this stuff It's like, you just have to kind of go in and be like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And this is where I'm at with the Nets. I, I still do not believe in their defense. I still don't. And so I'm going to go ahead and keep that. The Atlanta Hawks, on the other hand, like, look, they played terrible all season, but if they get into a 2-7 matchup and they face the Sixers again, what's different from last year? Is, are they better defensively? Because I don't think they are. Oh, the, the ben, ben Simmons won't miss the dunk. Okay, cool. But Embiid's still going to turn the ball over, and he's still going to play drop coverage versus Trey Young and, uh, and the floater, and the Hawks have a lot of weaponry, and the Sixers honestly don't, and their defense is worse now. I think they might be live. I honestly, like, I'd be looking at that. As bad as the Hawks have been, the Hawks have been inexplicably bad. Like, you don't look at the Hawks and go like, oh, that makes sense. They're not very good. You go there and like, why aren't you guys better? What's wrong with you? If they get everybody back and they get Collins back, um, I actually like the Atlanta Hawks. I will take those two. Uh, real quick, we're going to do this real fast. I need two that you're absolutely out on. What are the two teams that you think there's no way they're getting out of the play in? Brandon, this is your bag, baby. Hate, bring the hate, Brandon. So first pick is easy for me. It's the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I just feel like the Hornets and the Hawks are basically the same profile. It's all offense, no defense. So you're hoping that you just win with offense, but that's probably like the Hornets are going to be in the first play in game. They're gonna have to win 
twice, probably both times on the road. So the Hornets have to outplay the Hawks at the thing that the Hawks have proven that they're better at with more veteran players that have done this already. So I don't like them there. And then we don't know Gordon Hayward. He's a big miss for them. The Hornets have not been good. The offense looks very good, but I just, I don't buy them necessarily even winning that first game and then having to go to Toronto. Toronto and Minnesota to me are teams that are going to get out of the plan because they, I like how they can match up for a game or two. I don't know if I buy seven games, how that holds up over time, but I don't like how Charlotte would match up against like Toronto. And certainly I would not take them against Kevin Durant and four guys from the YMCA that he found. Uh, So Hornets I'm out on. I try to choose a team from the West and I surprised myself on this. I'm out on the Clippers. I can't get there. Kawhi is out. Norm is out. I don't really know why PG is going to bother here. Like we don't really know if he comes back or what he looks like or whatever. The strength of that team has been, if anything, the bench. And we know in a playoff series, that's not really as, as much of a thing. You guys know who leads the Clippers in minutes right now for the season? Reggie Jackson. Yeah, it's Reggie Jackson, who is shooting 49% true shooting for the season, 99 offensive rating. He has a negative 2.4 box plus minus. That's your leading minutes guy for the season. That's this team. I just, I can't get there. If you look at like offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, whatever, the Clippers are the Knicks. They're, they're, they're the same profile as a team in their hometown that are second standing. And I think the Clippers are a dream draw for anyone in the West if they actually get into the playoffs. Man, that was a lemon. You made me do like the, the sour milk face with those numbers <laughs> for Reggie Jackson. Uh, Raheem, who are the two teams you're out on? Look, I mean, you guys know I've been fading the Lakers and I'm, con- I'm going to continue to fade the Lakers. They're 4-12 and 12 in their last 16 games. They haven't been good with or without LeBron James or Anthony Davis. I mean, look, I mean, you're looking at a team who, if LeBron James doesn't drop 50, they can't win. And LeBron James is older, obviously. I mean, it's just, this is a bad team. And I think it's time for people to accept it, especially Brandon, who keeps going all in. Look, this team's not making it out of the, they're just not making it at all. They're not winning a playoff series. They might not even make it out of the play in 20. So that's one team. And then the second, I'm going to actually go with, the, I'm going to go with Atlanta Hawks, actually. And I, I know a lot, a lot of people are buying in on this team, but they're a team who really can't defend. I mean, they're defensively, they're worse than the Charlotte Hornets. And I just think last year was just such a fluke that I really can't trust this team at all. So I don't see them win, winning a playoff series at all. So I'm going with them. Okay. So in this episode, we've got the Lakers might win a first round series and the Lakers might get bounced out in the play-in. And we've got the Hawks might win a first round series and the Hawks might get bounced out in the play-in. Okay. And my two that I'm absolutely out on uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Brooklyn Nets. Might as well double down. Might as well just double down here. Look, if they, if they go to Toronto, there's been like, uh, there's a reassertion today that they are not going to change the man, the, the, the restrictions in Canada. The Kyrie can't play in that game. I think the Raptors out hustle them. If it's the Hornets, the Nets are going to beat the Hornets. That's yeah. They're, they're going to beat the Hornets, but look, this is what I love about the play in one hot shooting performance. Right. The, the Hornets beat the Mavericks this weekend just because they shot the freaking lights out. You have yeah. one game where the Nets are cold and one game where the Hornets offense that shoots a ton of threes is hot. And all of a sudden it's this massive, crazy upset. It would be a lot of fun 
it would be really wild. Um, I will go ahead and I'll go with Brooklyn just for the fun of it. If you all ask me my serious answer, it's going to be it's these two Eastern Conference teams, right? Like the Hawks, I think, are, are live if they can make it out of the play in, but I think they can probably lose. But I'll take Charlotte. Um, God, the, the West is tough. Like, the West is tough to figure out a team from. Um, I'll take the Lakers just because I'll tell you this. They just seem like they want to be done. Like they just don't play with any heart. They don't play with any hustle. I, again, I thought maybe they were turning it around and they just fall again. So um, I'll go ahead and go with the Lakers. I don't feel good about it, though. I'm very much in between Raheem and Brandon <laughs> where it's like, it's like, I don't know. Like they get Davis back and I don't want to count out LeBron and Westbrook looks like he's playing better. And then you watch them and you're like, God, they just, they want to, they have just given up on life. Those guys, guys just want to be done. They are absolutely done with the season. Um, okay, that's going to do it for Buckets. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to download the Action Network app. We'll be back on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern on YouTube. We will host the Wednesday workshop. We'll break down the Wednesday slated games. Me and Raheem will go in detail on how to bet those games. We'll do the same thing on Wednesday for the Thursday night games, except for that entire slate, prop sides, totals, everything. We're back on Friday for that episode me and brandon will be breaking down the big picture i think we're gonna have to once again once again do an mvp conversation because it's just it's the it's the most live thing in the world right now i'm doing a straw poll right now and teaser you're not gonna believe what the results have been thanks for joining us everybody make sure to rate review and subscribe we'll see you guys again next time let's get buckets